When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Well, that is indeed the name of the program. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Bottom of the fifth, Cubs leading the Blue Jays 1-0 uh, Women's World Hockey Tournament. Canada losing in the round robin to the United States 5-2. I'm sure they're going to play again in the gold medal game in a few days. We are uh, moving into the last couple days of August. We got Oilers training camp getting going in about uh, three weeks or so we got a preseason game on chet to get the uh, exhibition schedule rolling in less than a month and then of course mid-october we get into the regular season and one of the voices along with cam moon who will be providing play-by-play on your good old radio here on 630 chet is a gentleman who i didn't get to see very much of this summer so i'm happy to have him on the show tonight it is the one and only jack michaels checking in well good evening jack well, the one thing about these conversations is I can't verify whether you're saying that with a straight face or fingers crossed or any one of those childhood things we would use to betray our true feelings, even as we made an obviously false statement. Well, I, I think you know enough about my delivery now that you can tell how I'm how I'm coming across, whether you can see me or not. And, and, and of course, I'm overjoyed to have you on the show. Why wouldn't I be? Well, you're you're very deadpan, Reed, and that's the one thing I think uh, your listeners probably don't realize is you're just every bit as deadpan in person as you are on the radio. So, again, the subtleties of sarcasm can occasionally be lost in the transmission from bike to tower and back to my ears. All right. Well, I I, I guess I appreciate your analysis of my delivery. Uh, September 24th is the first preseason game on 630 Chet, is it not? Uh, the 24th or the 25th, it's whatever the Sunday is. Yeah, something it's along those lines. And then uh, I feel like... I have the last two or three preseason games and almost certainly the first two regular season games based on where those starting times are uh, both in day and time. So uh, the Oilers, as you know, uh, open with a pretty, you know, uh, a pretty good opportunity to get off to a good start. A lot of home games early, uh, a lot of, a lot of chances to maybe build up the record they, the way they did last year early in the season as well as 16-17. So there's going to be opportunity for this club to get off to an exceptionally fast start. It is uh, October, yes, or September 25th, Sunday, September. Interesting about the – I don't know what's happened, Jack, but the, this year and last year, there were hardly any games on Sunday. And you, usually it was often Monday was the, the quiet day. Um but the Oilers play an exhibition game on a Sunday. Then they play two Sundays back-to-back in February, including the Super Bowl Sunday game in Montreal. The Canadians always have somebody in for a matinee before the Super Bowl, and the Oilers and have been part of that. several of the past. last few years, it's been the Oilers. 
They, right. I, I mean, they played uh, well the year McDavid tried the between the legs shot against Scrivens. I think there was another one. So, yeah, really interesting that only three Sunday games all season long, and one of them is the very first preseason game of the year. Just a complete total aside. I, I want to hear a little bit about you. I, I You know, I don't want to pry or make you open up too much, but we do talk about our families to some extent. This this was a very significant summer for for your family and you as a parent i would think in the in the grand scheme of things that can happen to a parent are you talking about the addition of our uh second pop clyde because right now he's <laughs> thinking about misbehaving directly in front of me as i'm on your program i i, I hope your daughter's not listening <laughs> oh right her Yes. Uh, yeah, Callie has moved on to Penn State, and uh, I'm trying to channel her out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality when it comes to uh, saying sayonara for her, uh, you know, to her parents. I mean, I I think, uh, you know, Emily, and to a lesser extent, yours truly were very eager to, you know, kind of say goodbye and savor the moment. And uh, when we looked back up, uh, there was nothing left but a vapor trail. She was like, catchy Christmas. So, uh, but now, yeah, it's a big moment and obviously uh, very proud of her for finding such a great program at a great institution like Penn State. Now, is she going to be going to the, uh, the the football games? The bat? Will she get into that student uh, student fan section stuff or is, is that not her vibe? Well, based on her Instagram account, anything social, I think she'll be into. So uh, what she has to do, I think, is increase her judiciousness as far as what she shares with her parents and certainly what she puts on social media. Uh, I think she could be a little bit smarter in in some of those areas. But, uh, no, outside of that, uh, you know, obviously we're we're thrilled with – you know, a, a chance to really obviously develop uh, in a five-year program for architectural engineering, but also all the social things and all seriousness. I think it's an awesome opportunity and, uh, you know, good on her for taking the jump. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, I mean, it's back closer to your home, but a, a long way from the, the, the home that you have in Sherwood Park. Yeah, my okay, parents so you... are overjoyed. All of a sudden, she yeah, goes how close are they? 500 kilometers away to a two-and-a-half-hour drive, so they're thrilled. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. Good deal for them. All right, perfect. All right, Cly- Clyde the dog. I don't know about Clyde. I only know about Roger the dog. You, yeah, you still Clyde have Roger, is, uh, don't you? new on the scene. Picked him up in January, and he's really blossomed this summer into a uh, full-fledged pup. But with that comes a series of misbehaviors, uh, the likes of which I usually see from you. <laughs> I like li- First of all, I knew something like that was coming. But I liked how when I asked you about Clyde, you just gave me your normal scouting report on a player-type voice. You didn't turn into, I have a a dog owner talking about my pet. No, you just answered the same way. If I was like, hey, how would Colton Pareko play last night for the Blues? Just a matter of fact, here's how Clyde's performing. Here's where we got to get him to. Exactly. You know, it's graduated steps, right? What what is what's the see so Rogers named after Roger Federer? Yes. What's Clyde's name story? Oh come on! What's the most famous athlete named Clyde? Uh, Clyde Drexler. There you go. Oh, I didn't know you liked him. Oh yeah, no that I, Clyde was my runner-up name for my son. Oh, really? Um, and ultimately, Emily felt 
perhaps justifiably so that Clyde was more of a pet name. And uh, so we, we went the Tyler route. And then uh, once Roger was named, I like to have a dog name in waiting, um, you know, kind of near the end of the dog's life. I like to already come up with the idea of what kind of dog and what the name is going to be. And we decided to reinvigorate Roger a little bit and bring Clyde aboard. And it's worked to perfection. Uh, Roger seems like a new man. All right. Now, I this is interesting. I, we've never discussed Clyde Drexler before. As far as I know, he has no connections to the state of Pennsylvania. No, nor, none that I know have played for an NBA team that you would have supported at any point. No, not really. I uh, I just always liked him. I thought he had the coolest nickname. I a lot of people were Jordan fans. I was a Clyde Drexler fan. I always I thought. You know, the, the first college basketball team I can really remember, and this is where, again, growing up in the States, a little bit different than growing up in Canada. But, you know, you grow up, and, and the first college basketball team I can remember, what a cool nickname, Phi Slamma Jamma, right? Like, and uh, their top player was Clyde the Glide. I mean, I, I just thought they were the coolest team in all sports and, and uh, you know, just kind of followed Clyde throughout his career. I mean, I rooted for Portland against the Bulls, but it wasn't like I was a big Trailblazers fan. I just, I just love Clyde Drexler. Uh, well, he scored a lot. I'm just looking at his, it was his stats. Uh... Oh, he was a stud. I mean, he was, yeah. he was at various points in his career, clearly probably the second best player behind Michael Jordan. But I mean, when you were behind Michael Jordan, uh, you were, you were behind by a great distance. So uh, he finally got a title late in his career playing with Akeem Olajuwon and that Houston Rockets club. He was on the second of their back-to-back champions in 1995. But I, I just thought he was a class act, and that was reinforced. A colleague of ours by the name of Gene Principe uh, said he one time met Clyde Drexler I believe in Toronto at a Raptors game and, and said everything you'd heard about him was absolutely bang on 100%. So I, I'm just uh, reading about him now. I, I believe he's now a commissioner of a three-on-three basketball league. We should try to get him on the show. He, he might do that. Why not? He's, ex- we'll he's extremely well-spoken, great. I mean, again, by all accounts, uh, a class individual, and unfortunately, again, like so many athletes playing in the Jordan era, you know, basically a forgotten star. I mean, I, I don't think many people listening to our program right now would, would really remember him in any great detail. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think people probably remember. We got some pretty uh, astute fans out there. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, in an era where he was overshadowed by some other pretty big names. Okay, I am going to ask you a couple Oilers things. But I got a question sent in here by Cowtown Bob, who's a loyal listener to the show. Cowtown, I believe he has a troop of dancing cows, which is pretty cool. Cowtown Bob says, Reed, could you kindly ask Jack which river he likes the most? And you'll correct me if I say this wrong. The Allegheny? Is that how you say it? Allegheny. Allegheny. Yeah. The Allegheny, the Ohio, or the North Saskatchewan. Cowtown Bob says, I have heard him talk about the river since Pittsburgh and was wondering how he rated the Edmonton River. So well, first of all, Cowtown Bob, I'm curious why you omitted the Monongahela, but I suppose 
it's well served for this program after we had to listen to Reed Butcher Allegheny. Uh, I would say the North Saskatchewan River is by far my favorite amongst those four. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How come? Well, number one, I live here. Uh, I, I've lived here now as 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 long, if not long, well, longer uh, than I ever did in Western Pennsylvania, and, and so it's home. And number two, I, I think, quite frankly, there are more great views that I've seen from the north, you know, of the North Saskatchewan than those other rivers. I mean, there's. You know, there's the confluence, and you got the parks and everything, but you're not, unless you're really well-versed in which river is which, you're never going to, be, you know, go away from Heinz Field or whatever it's called now and PNC Park and say, oh, that was a great view of such and such a river. They, you just see the three rivers together. So I think there are more opportunities to view the North Saskatchewan. And uh, from what I've seen, at least, living in this community for the last 12 years, so many spectacular ones that I would vote North Saskatchewan overwhelmingly as my favorite. All right. Well, I, I, uh, I, I was in Pittsburgh for a day, and it is, it is cool crossing the Clemente Bridge to walk to the ballpark. But I, I agree. You can get some spectacular views in and outside of Edmonton, you know, if you're in, in good spots along the North Saskatchewan River for sure. Jack Michaels joining us tonight at Inside Sports. Okay. Oilers stuff. I was talking in the first half hour, Jack. Last year, Florida scored 337 goals, the most since 05-06. The Oilers scored 285. They last got to 300 goals when they scored 315 in 89-90. For fun, I put on Twitter for fans to vote. Uh, will the Oilers score 300 or more this season? Right now, it's 72% yes, 28% no. I argue a full season of Kane and very likely back into the low 20s for Nugent Hopkins probably is going to push them over 300, even if maybe a couple other players don't quite achieve what they did last season. And who knows what, you know, I still think the sky's the limit for dry settle McDavid in your mind, the probability the Oilers get to 300 goals in the regular season. Well, I think the way the game is going, uh, you're not only going to see the Oilers hit the 300 mark, but you're probably going to see a handful of other teams do it as well. We are entering you know, an era of renewed scoring and, you know, a, a renewed sense that a 5-4 game is, you know, increasingly uh, the standard and not the exception. I, I think, you know, I, I just believe that, that based on what I've seen the last couple of years, that's where we're headed, uh, where, you know, goaltenders are going to have a harder time putting up you know 930 save percentages and and sub 2.0 goals against averages i i think we're moving away from that and i think increasingly uh you know again big big breakout seasons are, are going to be the norm and and you talk about mcdavid dry kane all that you know there i think what what's going to be increasingly you know substantial is you know, the depth guys on, on not just the Oilers, but other teams are going to, 
be consistently around 10 to 15 goals. I, I just think we're we're entering an era, and I'm, I'm excited about it, uh, where the nets are going to be filled. I, I believe the offensive trend is going to continue. And, uh, you know, part of that is we're also in a bit of a lull. I, I think we've, I think we've graduated, you know, the, this, this Luongo, Lundqvist, uh, you know, Brodeur, a lot of these goalies have kind of moved on and, and are later in their careers. And I think your crop of outstanding goalies, uh, the next crop, there's a couple, but it's not a bumper crop. In other words, that, that, that second, you know, that second generation, that, that second tier of goalies isn't that thick right now. And that's what I think Oiler fans are hoping Jack Campbell is going to establish himself in that second tier right away here. You know, is 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 he going to be, you know, consistently a, a top eight or nine goalie in the league the way he's shown flashes in L.A. and Toronto's organization? So uh, I, I think there's a number of factors that work there. But, yeah, I, I think the Oilers are, are going to be at 300 and they won't be alone in that endeavor all right quickly before i let you go as you know sometimes i, I have the quiz for Stoffer when i'm on with bob i will throw the quiz for michaels at you florida scored 337 goals last regular season can you name the four other teams who topped 300 in the regular season i if i would have if someone would have asked me this i only i i would have only got two out of the four i think on my first try so total goals scored in in uh, like by a team then yeah, goals four in the regular season. So Florida had 337. Who are the other four teams to top 300? Oh, boy. Uh, geez, you've, you've got me kind of wobbling here. Uh, I would I would assume Colorado's got to be one of them. They were fourth at 308. Okay, all right. I'm on the board at least. Uh, I would have got them and another a, a team that had the, one of the highest scoring, the highest. Yeah, scoring I mean, I, I guess, I guess I'd probably throw out Pittsburgh. No, they were eleventh. They so were 11th. What, there's there's a there's a Canadian team, and then there's two Central Division teams. Did Calgary score enough to get? 300 or was it toronto it was toronto at 312 calgary got to 291 okay then i, I you know what the risk of further these, embarrassing myself these, well, i'm gonna recuse i wouldn't have got these well i mean if i just would have kept guessing you get through all 32 teams st louis had 309 how about the rangers uh rangers were 17th at 250 this wow. is the team that this is the team that I if you would have let me keep guessing I probably would have guessed this team about 27th though in hindsight is that's probably foolish because when we saw them play we often talked about the tempo that they played with the Minnesota Wild got to 305 all oh, they and they had so many guys scoring goals yeah yeah I mean Minnesota's an example of a team that that more routinely you're going to see get to 300 because it seems like everyone scored for them uh that 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 would be a you know especially considering their reputation that's uh you know that's a remarkable achievement for them but yeah I I honestly believe Reed so if four teams did it last year i would suggest to you that eight are going to do it this year that's uh that would be my fearless forecast and i think one of those eight teams will be the rangers i i think 
you know, I, I wasn't that far off in my kind of, you, you asked me dark horse Stanley cup pick last year. And I, I came pretty close to the Rangers, to be honest with you. I mean, that, that was, that was a good guess by me. I, I continue to see them as, as kind of an emerging force. And, and one of the reasons for that again is uh, I think they've got a coach that for whatever reason has, uh, has has gotten the the back of the hand from two organizations that you know i mean we'll see we'll see whether florida ever you know gets over the top but uh they may come to live to regret that decision jack as always this was an absolute pleasure enjoy your evening with clyde and what other animals might wander into your house well, I, you know, I, I'm including yourself in that list. And uh, as you know, Reed, if you're going to come over, please wear shoes this time. I'll consider it. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you at the rig suit. See ya. <laughs> that is Oilers play-by-play voice Jack Michaels. He and Cam Moon will have the games on your radio this upcoming season. I am always smiling whenever I finish a segment with Jack. Back in a couple of minutes. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Oh, some Def Leppard coming back from break. Sunday, Commonwealth Stadium. I'll be there. Blue Jays down 2-1 to the Cubs in the top of the sixth. Kellen, what do you have? Uh, looking at a text in from Brandon in Windsor, and he uh, asks, could you please explain the whole situation around the Oilers trying to acquire Klingberg, John Klingberg? Uh, well, there was a rumor that uh, Montreal was going to sign him, and then the Oilers would would trade for him, and Montreal would retain some salary. I, I don't know if that's what he's referring to, and then I think Klingberg is just going to be a player who's possibly going to be available during the season and maybe the Oilers would be in for I, I don't know if that's what you're looking for uh, Brandon but that's kind of the Coles notes thanks for tuning in in Windsor by the way that's cool mm-hmm. all right that's it for now we'll do more later Jed Roberts why did he throw a shoe in a football game he'll tell us next